Jonathan had a let's do it mentality. God had already promised. Jonathan trusted God. So Jonathan, to Jonathan, it was time to just do it and advance the purpose of God. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Travel through time back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet parking cars. Journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner, Bobby Bollinger. So I want to talk for just a minute about having a let's do it mentality. Let's have a let's do it mentality this year because for many of us, we naturally have a cautious mentality. It's just built right into us, right along with looking both ways before you cross the street. But I believe that God wants us to have a let's do it mentality that is focused on advancing and not retreating. And you know, speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, they did something a few weeks ago that really caught my attention on this subject. If you remember They played the Indianapolis Colts in a game that didn't really mean anything. Meaning if they lost against the Colts, they were still in the playoffs. And if you follow football, and you're from Texas, so you do, you know that the normal strategy is to rest your best players and not take a chance on them getting hurt, especially going into the all-important playoff season. But the Dallas Cowboys didn't do that. They decided that the success that they were having and the intensity that they were playing with and the momentum that they were building, that they could not afford to squelch that and that they thought that they were better served by charging forward on all cylinders, all hands on deck. And so they went out and they handily defeated the Colts that Sunday. And it was a great example of the let's do it mentality. They said, this is who we are. We're not slowing down. We're not backing up. We're going forward. The book of Samuel helps me out with this philosophy when it tells the story of Jonathan. Now, Jonathan was the son of Saul, and at one point, the Israelites' enemy, the Philistines, were gathering their huge army, preparing to destroy the Israelites. And Jonathan and his armor-bearer, who for some reason the Bible doesn't tell us his name. He's only referred to as the young armor-bearer. Anyway, Jonathan and his armor-bearer snuck out of the camp, and they went over to the enemy lines, and they let the enemy see them. And being only the two of them, because of his faith in God 
and God's promise to deliver Israel from their enemy, Jonathan stepped out in the open, and he challenged the Philistine army. And he determined that if they said, hey, come to us and fight, that God was going to give him victory over the Philistines. And you need to read the story. Read it. You know what happened? That's exactly what God did. They had a great victory over their enemy that day. You see, Jonathan had a let's do it mentality. God had already promised. Jonathan trusted God. So Jonathan, to Jonathan, it was time to just do it and advance the purpose of God. There was no reason to wait. The king, Saul, he was still down the mountain trying to figure out what to do, trying to put a hold on the situation, trying to buy some time. And I don't know about you, but I think that I'm like King Saul way too much of the time. I'm like, okay, let's just hold up a second. Let's examine this situation. Let's, let's examine this so I can get a handle on a plan so that I can make the right move when I'm ready. But you see, there are lots of things in the kingdom of God that you don't need permission to do. The word of God is filled with instructions and commandments for us to do. I think many of us even misunderstand or misappropriate the term, wait on the Lord. We love that phrase, I'm just waiting on the Lord. And certainly there is a proper context for waiting on the Lord. But many times, our decision to wait is just our version of no. No, I'm not sure. No, I'm afraid. No, I'm not ready. And many times when we say we're waiting on the Lord, the truth is, he's waiting on us. Jonathan was in alignment with God's purpose, and he had a let's do it mentality. I believe that's why God used him in that situation. He still had to fight the battle, and you'll probably have to fight yours too. But his faith in God and his actions brought the victory for his people, and your faith, your faith followed by your actions will bring victory for you too. One of Pastor Erwin McManus's writings, I'll never forget, he said, go until you get a no. I believe that God meant for us to take the battle out there in everything. In using our gifts and talents and sharing the gospel with the world and building his church, we weren't meant to sit on the sidelines, you see, and just watch the game go by. The Apostle Paul said, run the race with the desire to win it. That's what Paul said. Listen, this year, this year, I challenge you to have a let's do it mentality. Say yes. Go forward in Jesus' name. Don't let anyone or anything, including yourself, stop you from pursuing God's purpose in your life. Pray for his direction at every turn, but go living each day in faith that you are more 
than a conqueror through him who loves you. How we demonstrate love to others is very important to God. Stay tuned to hear how to live with the purpose God intends for you to have. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. A mom was preparing pancakes for her two young boys one morning. It wasn't long before the boys began to argue over who was going to get the first pancake hot off the griddle. So mom seized this opportunity to teach them a spiritual lesson. If Jesus was sitting here, she said, he would say, let my brother have the first pancake. I can wait. The oldest boy turned to his younger brother and said, okay, you be Jesus. I was the little brother. I know how that works. (laughs) I want to talk about giving for a minute. Generous, abundant giving. But first I have to tell you a story. It's a true story that took place in the early 1900s about a young man named William Borden. William was born into privilege, and he was heir to the Borden dairy fortune. And being well-traveled growing up, William had seen firsthand the desperate needs of people in many different cultures. And after graduating high school, he wrote a letter to his parents, and he announced that he intended to devote his life to service as a missionary. At that time, he wrote in his Bible two words, no reserves. He then went on to Yale College and became an exceptional student and a leader who led a movement of spiritual renewal on campus. By his senior year, over 1,000 of Yale's 1,300 students were attending weekly Bible studies. While in college, he established the Yale Hope Mission to give aid to homeless people. After graduating from Yale, William could have moved immediately into a huge 
family business or taken any of numerous job opportunities, but he never wavered over his calling. He went on to Princeton Seminary and he graduated two years later. Then finally, it was time for his first missions appointment. He bought a one-way ticket and set sail for Egypt to try to reach the Muslim people for Christ. And on his way, he wrote two more words in his Bible. No retreats. William arrived in Cairo and he threw himself into the task at hand. But within days, he became ill. He was stricken with spinal meningitis. And within a few months, at the age of 25 years, William died. And when the news of his death reached America, the entire country mourned. In terms of human logic, the death of such a promising young person was so tragic, but that's not the way that young William saw it. During his last hours, he penned two final words in his Bible. No regrets. When we think of giving, we almost always relate the subject to money. How much we have and how much we can afford to part with. We think of tithing and our obligation to our church and to special projects like missions or building programs. But that's just a small part of what generous giving is all about. William Borden didn't live a long life, but he lived a full life, full of hope, full of faith, and full of the love of God and love for others. His purpose in life guided every decision especially the one to walk away from a life of incredible wealth and affluence. William was the best kind of giver. He made his life his gift to God. You see, most of us like to think we would all be generous givers. At first we were blessed with enough money or enough talent or something. But the truth is, being a generous giver starts from within. When we understand that what matters most to God isn't money or our logic, but simply our love. The kind of love that can walk away from what's comfortable to be sure that we have it. The kind of love that can't help but to be shared with others. And the kind of love that knows it's a blessing and a privilege to be able to give. The Apostle Paul Revealed both a promise along with a purpose when he wrote the believers in Corinth. He said, you will be made rich in every way. That's the promise. So that you can be generous on every occasion. That's the purpose. God gives to us generously so that we can do the same for others. And I believe that when we can start giving on purpose like that, That's when we start living with the purpose that God intends for us to have. And that's when those six words that young William wrote in his Bible will be our legacy, our legacy as well as his. That's when we can say, we gave with no reserves, no retreats, and no regrets. You know, God knows how important money is to us. That's why He teaches us all through the Word how to deal with it. Stay tuned to hear how to control money without letting it control you. 
This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools, maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Stay tuned. I'd like to tell you about the new man in my life. He's absolutely amazing. He's bright, strong, and he lights up my life. He's Leo, the new versatile pocket light from Nebo Tools. Leo is so dependable. I won't go anywhere without him. Leo is fully dimmable, equipped with memory power setting, and has both work light and spotlight modes that pivot and rotate to direct the light wherever you need it. Leo sports a pocket clip, magnetic base, kickstand, and hanging hook to give me endless options for hands-free lighting. I absolutely love my Leo. Bobby enjoys reading every email you send and personally responds to most of them. Email him at bobby at onthebrightside.org. But first, I want to talk to you uh, for for just a, a few seconds about your money. Did you know that if your money could talk to you today, that more than likely it would lie to you? I know most of you think that if your money could talk, it would just say goodbye. Because it just never seems to hang around long enough. But one of the biggest problems with money isn't that we can't hang on to it. And it isn't that we always want and need more of it. The biggest problem with money is the deception that it can bring into our life. And listen, I'm as guilty as anyone for falling for the lies that money tells because I've always struggled to keep the importance of money in the right place. I'm kind of like the banker who was being robbed and the robber pulls a gun and says, your money or your life. The banker says, don't rush me, I'm thinking. But it seems like one of the great struggles of life is to accumulate enough money. Isn't that right? And if you ask people what they want in life, most people would say, Among other things, they'd say a million dollars would be nice. That reminds me of another story of two friends. One asked the other if he could borrow his book on how to make a million dollars. His friend said, sure, and he gave him the book. He looked at it and he said, hey, half the pages are missing here. And his friend said, what's the matter? Isn't half a million enough for you? You see, it's one of the main lies that money tells us is that we'll only be content with a lot of it. So we need to put money in the right place in our life because we can't allow money or the lack of it to rob us of the peace and the joy that God intends for us to have. And the best way to put money in the right place and have the right perspective on it is to recognize the lies that the enemy uses to deceive us about money. Money is lying to you when it tells you that you deserve what you have. For most of us, money doesn't come with, without some sacrifice and hard work. So we tend to fall for this lie pretty easy. But the Word not only says, wealth and honor come from the Lord, but it also says, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord, your God, for it was He who gave you the ability to produce wealth. So even when we work for it, we can't take credit for it. Everything we have, every talent that we have to earn with comes from the Lord. This means we need to be thankful for what we already have. And we have to be thankful for the ability to produce it. Another lie about money 
that we buy into is that money will bring us happiness. And it's easy to believe, and that is that you can be rich and miserable, or you can be poor and happy, and money could have nothing to do with either condition. The Word says, whoever loves money never has enough, and whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. The pursuit of money as a means to happiness is simply the pursuit of a fool. The Word says, for what profits a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? And another life from your money is that money will bring you security. It's sad, but too often we see today what was considered good stewardship in building a retirement fund through working years for a company turns out not to be the security that people had counted on. It's tragic. But the Word tells us there's no security in anything that the world has to offer. It says, whoever trusts in his riches will fall but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. You see, God knows how important money is to us. And that's why He teaches us all throughout the world, the Word, how to deal with it. Money can be a tool and a blessing. Money can be a crutch and a curse. God wants us to control money instead of it controlling us. And it starts when we stop believing the lies the world tells us about money and start making our money tell the truth. And if money told the truth, it would say, I'm just an overrated, temporary commodity whose best use is to test you to see who you really trust. Let me ask you something. Is your money lying to you today I believe that we need to be diligent but more than ever before I believe that we need to trust God for all things and certainly trust him for all things financial you know God doesn't have any financial problems he already owns everything and if you want your money to be blessed you need to make your money tell the truth and if you're struggling over finances today, then I want you to know that this promise from Philippians is just for you. This is what it says. My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen this morning? Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker 
flicker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.